There's nothing like seeking the dead to make you feel alive. Welcome to I Scare Ghosts, Episode 2, where I'm going to tell you about my adventure at the Hotel Melrose in Grand Junction, Colorado. So we took a road trip to Grand Junction, Colorado, because it was close enough. It was an old town, and I had looked online for different haunted hotels that might be outside of Utah. And we knew along the way that we wanted to stay at the Hotel Melrose, and Josh made the phone call uh, to see if they would be willing to talk with us. And we found out while we were in the car that that night uh, was the first airing of the Ghost Adventures episode of their visit to the Hotel Melrose, which I think occurred back in November of 2018. So this is airing in March 16th of 2019, and we just happened to be down there. That was a complete coincidence, something that we didn't anticipate, but made it sort of fun. And the gentleman that answered the phone at the Hotel Melrose was very polite. He was cordial, and he talked to the owner while Josh was on the phone, and she was willing to talk to us. So we made our way there. Immediately upon entering, you can tell this place has history. We arrived just before 7 p.m., and at 7 p.m. Mountain Time was when the Ghost Adventures episode was airing on the very hotel that we were staying in. We walked around. They told me I could take pictures. We took pictures, and then we had the opportunity to set up a microphone in the same area where Joya was watching the show, and... I had the chance to interview her. Here is how the interview went. So when you bought this place, were you aware of any of its history, that it had a big history? Was that a draw for you? Or, and then when did you first maybe have your own experience like it to validate it for yourself? Because a story is a story until it becomes personal. I so. knew about the murder, Yeah. but I never investigated it. I never asked questions. I wasn't interested. Have you had a personal experience here? Well, a few times. Okay. I would open a door and it would close, and then I'd look for the wind, and there was no wind. Downstairs, I have an old um, furnace, yeah, big old furnace, and I had it going there for a while just to see what it was like. The cold furnace? furnace. Mm -hmm. And uh, I opened up the door, and I was looking at the fire, and then I went to the next room, and I came back and the door was closed. And mm. I went back and I, I opened it up again and went back and did something and the door was closed again. And so I yelled at the manager at the time and I said, would you stop playing games with me? And he was upstairs and he said, what did you say? Mm. And I said, mm. never mind. <laughs> but you know that door couldn't close on its own? There's no like, way. no, it wouldn't keep no repeat. No way. No way, because I locked it. Okay. No way. And so I, I became very aware. Also, there were times <laughs> where I felt, uh, I felt that the, the dead woman's 
She loved this place, from what I understand. She loved this place and wanted to keep adding to it and wanted to keep adding to it. So I think I made her very happy. And I would talk to her about it. I would say, is this making you happy or not making you happy? We've had uh, a very negative couple come in last year. And... Uh, Things went awry, and that's how these guys got here. Things went, what do they call them, transient windows? Uh -huh. The transient windows, a couple of them fell out of the door with, with these people. Um, doors were slamming, everybody was in a bad mood. If you want, When you watch this, you'll see yeah. that the people who worked for me were feeling it very, very strongly. The scratches on their head, I did not have any of that. Hmm. But I certainly felt a heaviness. When I went downstairs, this couple, they built a, it's not there anymore, but they built a shrine to the devil. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, this was serious. This yeah, was yeah. serious. And uh, I didn't go down there until I realized that they, they were flipping out and they were on drugs and all this other stuff. So I, Drugs always mess things uh, up, dang it. Yeah. yeah. So I had to get rid of them, but it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare to get rid of them. Have you had any guests share experiences that, that they've had regarding the paranormal that they weren't expecting? Do they do yeah, they leave uh, here? Do they leave here and go what? In the, okay, I'm going to watch this tomorrow. You're going to watch that and you're going to get a lot of the answers yeah. okay. you want. Do you, are you, do you consider yourself a religious or spiritual person, or are you more agnostic to this kind of no, thing? No, I believe, I believe that there's no way with what this place has seen in 110 years that it doesn't have its own spirits. Yeah. Call it ghosts, call it whatever you choose to call it. I saw a lot of turmoil uh, between my good spirits and these bad people that did this worshiping to the mm. devil when i when i hear people have these experiences of seeing ghosts or watching doors move and i've watched things on youtube i've watched ghost adventures mm -hmm. i know things can be done with special effects oh absolutely. you 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 add music you add you add the right tone and vid angle and this and audio effect and all of a sudden you're creating something that maybe wasn't there when they were just doing it I saw all the drama. That sure, they sure. Added to yeah, it. they added to but it. But that's what the people want. Yeah, yeah, the people want that. So I'm trying to figure out what's. Could I experience my own being open and acknowledge skeptic? Could I experience something that I would say, wow? I've heard something about the basement of this place. You may get to see. What are those white things? What are they call them? Orbs? Yep. Orbs. Yeah. You'll see tons of those. Orbs. Yeah. yeah. You've seen orbs in the basement? Oh my God. Yeah. We've seen them everywhere. They're very, they're very active. She seemed credible. And so the chance that we could talk with her uh, was such a plus. And, and I love meeting people that are willing and open to just talk because we're all just people. We just want to understand each other. And I get a lot of enjoyment out of trying to understand and adapt and understand myself through understanding other people. When I watched the Ghost Adventures show, I know they have to edit. They have a time constraint. 
Uh, this show, when you look at it on YouTube, is 40 minutes. And when it airs on the Travel Channel, has to take up an hour. So there's a third of the time that's spent for advertising. And they have to, I'm sure they cut out tons of interviews and discussions they had with Joya. But uh, I found her to be very pleasant and, and the same credible lady that I saw on the show. How they portray this hotel is very foreboding and ominous in the show. There's, there's uh, sound effects, there's visual effects, there's potential acting going on amongst the cast members. And it's a show. You have to sell it. That's why people watch it. The issue for me is I'm sitting there, checked in at the hotel, excited that I get to stay in this hotel and I don't know what's going to happen up to this point. I really like to suggest that people, if they're traveling through a particular town, seek out places like the Hotel Melrose because they're different, they're unique, they're nostalgic, they aren't built in the 21st or 20th century. These places have history. And I like staying at a place like that they might not have a spa, they might not have a fi fitness facility, they might not have all the bells and whistles of a modern hotel with an elevator and everything else. But the people that own these and run them, if they're well kept, as is the Hotel Melrose, they're worth staying at and I was excited to stay there. So we went and we ended up in, we were checked into room eight. At the time, we didn't know that that room was actually featured on the Ghost Adventures show. There was another hotel guest while we were waiting for Joya to talk with us that sat back at a table in this family room area, and she wanted to come see our room because she's more of a weekly or monthly or whatever guest that has stayed there a long time. She was a nice lady, but she... She was talking to us. We were talking with her, having a nice conversation. And we never got around to it, but I was curious as to why she was so intrigued that we were in room eight. So we stay there. I take pictures of the whole hotel, including the basement, uh, my room. And the pictures are on our website. Will, they will speak for themselves. I don't think I found anything. I definitely don't think I experienced anything. But I then later went back and I watched the episode of Ghost Adventures. And at the beginning of this episode, they talk about this hotel has a history of devil worship and murder. There is violence against the male guests that stay in the hotel or that work at the hotel. And myself and my producer, Josh Jacobson, is, we're both males, and we were staying at the hotel. So while I'm watching Ghost Adventures, they're saying that all this stuff happens, and people believe it. I, you watch the, the episode, and I'm not discounting that the people that he, they're interviewing believe what they're saying or believe what they've experienced. I just know we didn't experience anything except one possible thing regarding food poisoning, but I'll get to that later. I found that the Ghost Adventures show, uh, when Zach was interviewing some of the hotel managers, 
Sometimes he was using leading questions, like guiding them on what he wanted them to talk about in a specific way. And I don't know that 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 is a real effective way to get to the truth. I know in a court of law, a leading question is often struck down. And if there's any attorneys out there that want to consider otherwise, please get back to me. But you have to let the witness just describe their experience and not lead them into the answer you want to get. So while I'm watching Ghost Adventures, I found it seemed like there was a lot of leading questions going on. Everyone, the males, seemed that they would feel uh, sad. They would feel angry. Uh, When they would leave the hotel, they'll feel a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. Um, They investigated or they interviewed a paranormal investigator. I believe his name was Hector. He said he felt possessed and feared for his safety. But while they're playing this on the show, there's like low drum beats and low ominous music. And it's really setting a tone where you think Hector really is telling the truth. And I'm watching it going, this wasn't my experience at the hotel, but I wish it was my experience. Honestly, I I wish I would have walked into this place and experienced something like Hector was describing. I thought this was just a great hotel. It has a lot of character and and old time feel. I mean, this place has been around since 1908. They start showing images of the prior owner of the hotel before Joya. And this is the guy that supposedly killed his wife or girlfriend, I I forget, um, that is haunting the place now as as one of the ghosts. And every time they show this guy on the show, he's wiping blood across his face. It's pretty graphic and gory from that standpoint. But that adds to the visual effect of the show. And... They show a lot of hallway scenes that when I'm watching the show, I kept realizing there, when the scene shows like an air vent down a hallway and there's like a paint chip on the air vent that's on the ceiling, that's the hallway we stayed in. It's on the first floor. Down at the end of the hallway is a, another door that goes into a bedroom. To the right is an exit out onto a patio. We were, we were in room eight, which is just to the left. You can't really see it down there, but... There's a scene in Ghost Adventures where Zach is down that hallway and he calls to his crew or his, his other cast members to come down that hallway and he just he's freaking out like he's been possessed or he feels that um, he's just going nuts. And he tells uh, one of his crew guys, he's, he's the bald guy with a, with a beard, I can't remember his name right now, but he says he wants to rip the esophagus out of the colleague out of his friend. And he says, no, no, not right now, but that's how he felt. And his friend's sort of freaking out. And I just thought at the time, that's a lot of nice drama for a TV show, but I'm, Zach probably felt that way. So it made me wonder about the power of suggestion, um, what that's all about. And he also mentions this line along this way where the anatomy within him seemed to change. And I know this is the course of a show, but anatomy is biology and your biology doesn't change because you've been in a hotel. So they go to this clip where there's an assistant manager that's there and her boyfriend. And the boyfriend, you watch the show, talks about um, he he sees a black figure with razor teeth. He seems a little suggestible. He even says, look, I don't want to sound weird. 
he recognizes that he's had a very real experience to himself, but that it might sound crazy from someone on the outside looking in. And from that standpoint, from my perspective, he sounds credible. He's not trying to um, tell anyone else to be the same or to believe the same as he does. He definitely seems like he feels like he had a real experience. I just don't know what uh, kinds of um, editing and and uh, leading questions had been given to that guy along the way. So they do a lot of reenactments with Sabrina, who is the lady that was decapitated. You'll have to watch the show, but supposedly the prior owner decapitated Sabrina, who was either his wife or girlfriend, and buried her in the desert. Um, there's more to the story. He's caught later or they figure out she was killed, but at the time they didn't know. And um, every time they show Sabrina, she's covered in blood. And they also show her covered in blood in front of the glass door that we walked in. And so obviously those are fun reenactments. When they do their actual investigation, I'm guessing they rented out the whole hotel. Uh, they, they were on lockdown, they said. There was no one else in there. And it, I think they were in there for three or four hours, maybe more, by the look of their time on their phones or on, on the show when it keeps showing a, a timestamp. So they're looking for Sabrina. There's parts where they, see, they hear footsteps running upstairs. When they mention that in the show, I didn't hear it, but maybe I'll have to go back and re-watch it, but I didn't hear it, but they definitely hear something. Zach, the, the lead person or the main person on Ghost Adventures, suggests that possession is possible. I'm really curious about possession. To me, historical descriptions of possession, say in the Bible, seem a little bit more to my understanding of what mental illness might be like. That doesn't mean possession doesn't exist. It just means I don't understand what people mean when they're talking about possession. And if they're watching someone that they think is possessed, could they be watching someone that's mentally ill and they're not really possessed? So there's a lot of other things that were cool in the show that they put in. There's a banging on the walls. There's unexplained, unexplained um, sounds. Um, Zach gets pulled into a wall. He, you don't see it, but he says he's walking down the hall. This is in the same hallway, I believe, that I stayed in. And he says he's pulled into the, into the wall. Uh, I walked down that hallway a ton. I never got pulled into a wall, but I don't know. Um, maybe Zach was pulled into a wall. There's a point in Ghost Adventures where Zach, they're going upstairs, and he kicks his shin on a, pl- on a potted plant that is at the base of the staircase. And I didn't know this at the time, but earlier in the day, I had kicked my shin on the same potted plant. Not in the same, not in the same force that it looks like Zach really kicked it. He might have been moving faster, but I didn't see the plant there as well, and I actually hit it. So when I saw that in the show, I found that funny. I, I empathized with him that he had hit his shin, and he definitely was in pain, more pain than I was. Upstairs, when they put this meter up there to trace sounds and and things passing by, when they show it later in the show, I found it pretty ironic that the temperature reading on this machine in Ghost Adventures is 66.6. 
I immediately saw 666. That's the number of the beast. I don't know if they tried to do that. I don't know if that was real. I thought it was a good effect. It says 66.6 on this meter. I thought that was awesome. And they do debunk a few things, which I gave, which to me seems they're trying to be credible. So Ghost Adventures debunks a few things. They then go into room eight towards the end of the show. And this is where I stayed. And uh, Billy, I believe, because I wrote down his name, he seems to say like he felt nauseous when he, he leaves the room or he's saying he feels sick. I will admit, uh, while we slept in that room that night, um, I woke up. I um, was feeling very ill. We had had a very nice dinner. I don't know what it was, but I felt like I had some food poisoning and I, I lost my dinner. So I'll leave it at that. But if that's a, a coincidence based on something I heard in the show, something that happened to me, but that's a very physical, normal reaction. If I got food poisoning and I just happened to feel sick, the fact that Billy felt sick, I'm not, personally, I'm not saying I had a ghost make me sick. I think it was maybe some salad I ate or some lettuce, but I recovered within less than 24 hours and I was fine. I say I was better within 18 hours and I was great. So the funny thing is when I was watching the end of Ghost Adventures, I watched it. I had put it on pause. I had to go take care of family. Um, my 12-year-old daughter came down uh, to our uh, theater room and where, we were, where I was watching this, and she said she wanted to watch the end of Ghost Adventures with me because I had told her, this, oh, they're talking about the room I stayed in. So she comes and watches it with me, and I told her, you better be able to sleep alone tonight. I don't want you to wake me up if you come watch this. And she agreed. And incidentally, she did not wake me up. She slept through the night. But she comes down and we watch the last four or five minutes of the episode. And there's a point where they're getting some voice readings in room eight. Um, it seems pretty dramatic. This room is seems active. Um, and... Zach is sitting on the bed or kneeling by the bed where Josh slept. I'm on the other bed. That's where I slept. And it's also this bed where I think they're getting little um, animatronic uh, pictures, if you watch the show, of, of some apparition that they think they're capturing, but it's stick figures. It's like a digital version of, a st of an apparition. It's not an actual photo or video. It's something's picking something up and they're showing it on the show. So we're watching this and all of a sudden, Zach Baggins swears something touched his ankle from underneath this bed. And he jumps up and he, he's like, something touched my leg. And, and he, it gets dramatic and it's pretty good. I mean, the show's fun. It's, um, you think these guys are really getting something. And when I'm watching it, I was almost getting more eerily freaked out about this whole hotel watching the show more than when I stayed there. And my daughter, when we're done watching it, she sort of giggled. And this is a direct quote from my daughter. Um, she basically says when she saw Zach jump up and say that he had, his ankle had been grabbed, she said, that's totally acting. Now, I'm not saying Zach was acting. 
Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But I found it pretty funny and ironic that my 12-year-old daughter picked up on that, and it seemed overly dramatic. But she's also 12. She hadn't seen the whole show. She only came down to watch this real quick, and then she was headed to bed. I think the hotel is awesome. I think it has a lot of character. There's definitely over 100 years of history there. I can't imagine the stories and people that have come through those doors, stayed there, moved on, lived their lives. I'm sure people have died there. I'm sure people have had all manner of different life experiences there. I don't know what really happens there. In the show, they mention devil worshiping in the basement. They mention deaths. They mention seeing the ghosts of a a general from prior wars. A lot of things are suggested to have happened. What I do know is I stayed there one time. It was coincidentally the night that this exact hotel was being shown and described and portrayed on a ghost hunting show on national TV. I did not know that this was going on before I went there. I did know from the web that the hotel was purportedly haunted. It was 100% coincidence that we were there on that night. And what I do know about my experience is that I didn't get scratched. I didn't end up with bruises. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. And I didn't feel anything other than this place is awesome. The lady and staff that own the place are wonderful. They want you to come stay there. And maybe I need to learn to open up a little more. I'm going to keep pursuing this. I'm going to keep trying to evolve myself into experiencing new experiences with the paranormal. But I can tell you that right now, my experience at the Hotel Melrose was great. It was wonderful, but it wasn't paranormal. And that is all I can say about the Hotel Melrose but I would encourage anybody go stay there over any other place that they could choose from in Grand Junction, Colorado. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any comments, would like to support the show, be a sponsor, or even be a guest, please go to iscareghosts.com.